Most of our days are spent typing emails. We are not out every day climbing and hunting and running. Now we do have a lot of stresses on our, on our minds, but the way our body is designed to relieve those stresses is do something physical in response. Knock out some burpees, take a cold shower, go for a run, breathe heavy, sweat. That's the way we have dealt with stress throughout our entire existence on this planet. The lion comes, our response is we run. That physical response helps calm us down. There was never an instance where the lion comes and we go to sleep. <laughs> like that's not what we do. So do we need more sleep? Absolutely. But people, whoever you are out there that are watching this or listening to this, and you're thinking about how to improve your life, you're thinking about starting a new job or take, you know, starting a family, starting a business, what most people tend to do is talk about it, think about it, they read about it, they talk to um, mentors, they go on podcasts and listen to podcasts, but they don't actually do anything. They just get stuck in this constant review of information where they're, they're planning and they're going to get there someday. And, you know, years ago, that made sense. There was much more at stake. Again, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, we had to get ready and then aim and then fire in all parts of our life. Now I say, take the shot, start the business, marry the girl, take the shot and, right. you know, then get ready and then aim. Welcome back to another Rusty Moo podcast. This is Chris Johnson. And again, I have an amazing guest today, Joe DeSena. And Joe, as we get going here, I, I want you to tell this incredible story. Um, as I've heard you talk many times, you're a 20-year overnight success. And I've listened to a handful of podcasts. I was listening the other day about your podcast with Paul Check and then uh, Dave Kalina. I thought that was an interesting podcast. But I really like a lot of the stuff you're talking about, and Colin Lake turned me on to you years ago. Uh, Colin met you at one of your Spartan, uh, Spartan races, and then I started listening to your Spartan Up podcast. So welcome today. Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, if you can just kind of get the listeners a little warmed up, a little bit about your story, all about your business, and uh, hopefully we'll give you some more business as time goes on. So welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, I always find it interesting and I become very happy when people want to talk to me since my family is exhausted with me and my <laughs> stories and me pushing them to the brink every day. So this is good. Well, so I heard you on one of your podcasts, you turn off the hot water occasionally for the kids. So I thought that was okay. Now I got some things I can share with my grandkids, but give us a little background and how did this all begin? How did your journey all begin? Well, you go way back. I was born in 1969. And when I was very young in the early 70s, my mother's mom, my grandmother was sick with cancer. And the neighborhood we grew up in was very Italian. We're a very Italian family. And if you saw the movie Goodfellas, we grew up ground zero. Oh, I apologize. I always forget to turn that off on my computer. Let's, let's get rid of that. But I, I um, grew up ground zero for Goodfellas, this crazy place where people were, you know, stealing, killing, uh, going to jail, eating a lot of raviolis, cannolis. And uh, my mom, whose mom is sick, 
goes into a health food store and she's trying to find a different way of life. This is before Whole Foods. This is before you know, Yoga Journal or anything that has now become commonplace. And there happens to be an 80-year-old yogi in that health food store. And she buys what he's selling, um, hook, line, and sinker. She's going to become a vegan. She's going to start meditating. She's going to turn the whole family on to this. We're going to eat branch sandwiches from now on. And, <laughs> and as you can imagine, my parents quickly got divorced. Um, nobody was accepting of these new crazy, wacky ideas. And she moved my sister and I after the divorce to Ithaca, New York, which was more open-minded to the kind of lifestyle she wanted to live. I couldn't wait to get back to the neighborhood. I wanted to make money. I wanted to be tough. I wanted to do those things that I saw growing up and be that person. And I resisted it. My sister resisted it. Later on in life, you know, in my 31, 32 years old, I'm on Wall Street, finally making some money, feel like I've arrived, and I don't feel healthy. And so I start doing yoga, and I start eating healthy, and I bring in a raw food expert, and I start doing all the things that 25 years earlier my mother was preaching and I wouldn't listen to, and I feel good, and I start promoting it to our, I own, the, I own the company on Wall Street at this time, I start promoting it to our staff that we're going to do hard things with our clients. We're not going to go to bars and we're not going to do big dinners and we're not going to go on golf outings, all this silly stuff. We're going to, we're going to promote health and wellness. And this was, this was early days, you know, this is mid nineties and, and it became a thing and our business, you know, quintupled. And so it, be, it just became part of my shtick. It became part of my life. I felt good doing it. And it eventually morphed into what we know as Spartan. And when you think of, uh, so t tell the listeners a little bit about these races. You have, you know, the Spartan Sprint. And I thought it was interesting. You have the Spartan Death Race that only, sometimes only 10% finish. So how do people get started? So, so, so you decided to do, I mean, you're a big proponent of overcoming obstacles and you have them on your courses and you also talk about overcoming obstacles in your mind. So is that kind of your driver to set up some of these challenging races? Is that how it all began for you? For me, I wanted to find out how tough I was. Could I handle something really challenging. And when I did take on those challenges in the outdoors, in the quote unquote wild, I felt alive and I felt good. And I found that the obstacles I faced, whether it was climbing a mountain or running for miles and miles and miles or carrying weight or kayaking or biking, I found that those obstacles emulated life. And I could reflect back to them when I faced a challenging moment in my business or in my relationship or whatever it may be, I could say, wait a minute, I'm not climbing that mountain. I'm not out of breath. I'm not dehydrated. I, I've slept pretty well. I could deal with this. And so it gave me strength to get through what we think are really challenging moments in our everyday life, but they really aren't. I mean, we are not on the front lines in the Ukraine. We're not 
we're not dealing with the adversity that so many others are or that we're capable of, but yet the narrative in our head is, is, is the sky is falling. And I really like what you were talking about. Like if you said, do you believe our society is getting softer? Oh, without a doubt. Just, just think about what happens with every passing generation. With every passing generation, because of the way the system is set up, which is great, by the way, that we all get to make a living and sell each other stuff, but that system gets us thinking about selling items to make our lives easier, faster, more efficient. The reason that's an easy sell to all of us is that our brains, the number one motivator for our brains is the avoidance of discomfort. We don't want to avoid, we don't want to take on any discomfort. And so our brains are constantly subconsciously pushing us away from the workout, the salad, the cold shower. More, more motivating, by the way, than sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Don't do that thing. And, and so if that's the brain, the way our brains are wired, and somebody is selling us six minute abs or cheesecake that won't make you fat or whatever it may be, we're buying it. We're buying easier, faster, more efficient. And really what we need is harder, more challenging, more difficult, colder, you know, more hungry. Now, by the way, if this was the 1600s or 1700s, I'd be saying we need more penicillin, more couches, more Netflix. But it's not the 1600s and 1700s. This is a, a moment in time where life has become so damn easy uh, that we pass that on to the next generation. And then they seek even easier because, because you and I used to actually have to dig into our pocket and find a quarter and then find a payphone, and then remember a phone number. And that was easier than our grandparents. But, but today, that would, be like, that would be like climbing Mount Everest. So I just want to reach in my pocket and grab a cell phone. I can't, I can't deal with remembering a phone number, right? My kids can't, <laughs> can't deal with that. <laughs> well, one of the things I heard you say on one of your podcasts, you were um, saying to one of your clients, Ernst & Young, you said you could double their business. And I thought this was fascinating. Yeah. And the reason being, if you said, let's do something hard together, you would create this bond that would last for a lifetime. Talk if about you, that for a second. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we experienced it on our, at our firm on Wall Street. When we pivoted from the big dinners, the drinking, the golf outings, and we started doing hard things with our clients and potential clients, our business quintupled. I've done it with hundreds of businesses. If the sales folks at the business and the CEO and the administrators, if everybody went out and tried to target people that could help their business and they did hard things together, hard, hot yoga, uh, 5K runs, Spartan races, if they did hard things together, what ends up happening is you end up talking to that person every day. Oh, what was your training like today? What did you eat last <laughs> night? You have a reason to talk to the person. 
Then you actually do the challenge. You, you nearly die together. You end, up with a, you, know, you end up in a relationship that lasts a lifetime. No different than two gentlemen, you know, or two people that go to war together. They are brothers, sisters for life. Yeah, I thought that was so critical because when you do things hard, the bond is just becomes so powerful in the relationship. And like you said, you could, you know, you throw that out there, I can double your business overnight. And you're probably exactly right. Probably not only double it, but maybe triple it. Because if they actually did that, that would be, you know, incredible as time goes on. I want to throw out, I want to ask you another thing too. So a lot of people that we deal with are very, again, we're, I'm talking about the hard chargers, but how do you bring back more recovery and rejuvenation for some of the people that are going 900 miles an hour that also need to make sure that they don't want to get so burned out and all the stuff that comes with that. So what are a couple of your strategies that you help? Because a lot of people are signing up for Spartan races. These people are getting super motivated, but that at the end of the day, how do we, how do you create, try to create more recovery and really make sure that's an emphasis as part of the the hard workouts. Well, I joke a little bit with people and I say, let's imagine that you and I were living, you know, a thousand years ago and we were living in a cave. And yesterday we did legs. Yesterday was leg day in our cave. And today there was an antelope that we saw on the plains in front of us. And I turned to you and I said, let's go chase it. We haven't eaten in a while. And you said, we can't, we did legs yesterday. We got to rest. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. And so I have a little bit of a tough time with this rest and recovery thing when most of our days are spent sitting, most of our days are spent typing emails. We are not out every day climbing and hunting and running. Now we do have a lot of stresses on our, on our minds, but the way our body is designed to relieve those stresses is do something physical in response, knock out some burpees, take a cold shower, go for a run, breathe heavy, sweat. That's the way we have dealt with stress throughout our entire existence on this planet. The lion comes, our response is we run. That physical response helps calm us down. There was never an instance where the lion comes and we go to sleep. <laughs> like that's not what we do. So do we need more sleep? Absolutely. But people, whoever you are out there that are watching this or listening to this, the reason you need more sleep is because you're drinking so much damn coffee, so much alcohol, you're watching so much TV, you're not going to bed on time. It has nothing to do with the 11 squats you did in the gym. Yeah, I think that's where people get it. I think that's where people get it a little bit wrong. It's their... their it's their brain is like, what are they doing? And again, back to basic uh, lifestyle things, such as what they eat or drink or how they move or get outside or play or whatever it might be. Um, and the people think they, we all need that recovery, but again, back to what are we truly trying to recover from? You know, is it drinking too much? Is it too much caffeine? What, what is it? I think that's the missing link please. Because if you, if you go back in time with your mom, she was probably promoting meditation and all sorts of things like that. Would you agree? She was amazing. She was promoting intermittent fasting. She was promoting cold showers. She, 
She was promoting meditating. She was promoting yoga. She was promoting uh, raw fruits and vegetables. Um, she was promoting not using all these skincare products because they're poor. Like all the stuff that 40 years ago were not, it was not being talked about. None of this was being talked about. She was so far ahead of the curve. Nobody was listening, including me. So I got really lucky. There's a, you know, a lot of people today don't have a mom or a mentor that's teaching that. But thankfully, this is permeating society now. People are on podcasts like you and I are on a podcast and we're talking about it. Did you, uh, you know, was there a, a moment in time when you started thinking about how, how smart your mom was? Yeah, I was already, it was already too late. She was gone. She died. So, so if you're out there and your mom or your dad or some mentor is giving you advice, you will, you better pay attention while they're alive. Because by the way, most people are like that are close to you. My mom wasn't selling me anything. <laughs> she was trying to make me better. I'm not selling my kids anything. I'm trying to make them better. But we, we tend to not listen for some reason. We don't listen. Yeah, we talk a lot about with our stuff is that, you know, telling people not only how much you love them, but how much you need them. I think sometimes when you look at your mom, if you could go back in time, I think that was a mistake I made with my father. I told him how much I loved him, but I never really told him how much I needed him. And I can imagine that's, you know, something you would share with your mother if she was here today. I hear you also talk a lot about this thing called fire ready aim. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. Well, if you're out there and you're thinking about how to improve your life, you're thinking about starting a new job or take, you know, starting a family, starting a business. What most people tend to do is talk about it, think about it, they read about it, they talk to um, mentors, they go on podcasts and listen to podcasts, but they don't actually do anything. They just get stuck in this constant review of information where they're, they're planning and they're going to get there someday. And you know, years ago, that made sense. There was much more at stake. Again, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, we had to get ready and then aim and then fire in all parts of our life. Now I say, take the shot, start the business, marry the girl, take the shot and, right. you know, then get ready and then aim. I proposed to my wife, I think I knew her for, I don't know, two months. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So walk, walk, give, a, give the listeners a little, what's a typical day look like in your world? What's it look like? Gotta get up perfect, early. What's your perfect day? Everybody should have this day. Get up early, assuming that you don't, you, know, you don't work the night shift. Immediately drink two glasses of room temperature water. Throw a little apple cider vinegar in there if you can, before you brush your teeth. And brush your teeth, go to the bathroom. But chug, chug that water right away. Two or, two or more glasses. When you're done with all that nonsense, get out and get a sweat on. You could do it right in your living room if you have to. Burpees, put on a sweat like nobody's business. Get, go for a run. Whatever you need to do to actually break a sweat. You need to be dripping in sweat. From the sweat, hit a cold shower. You're done with your cold shower. It's not time to eat yet. You're not eating till 9 a.m. Eat healthy. Eat as much you know, salad, plants as you can. Uh, I'm not going to get in a fight with you if you're out there and you want big chunks of meat. 
or fish or whatever it is. I eat a little bit of fish. I eat a little bit of meat. I don't eat a lot. I eat a little bit. I like it. Don't drink a ton of coffee. Don't drink a bunch of alcohol. There's no need for it. And then get to bed early. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. It's a, it's a pretty simple program. Drink water when you wake up. Sweat. Don't eat late. Don't eat early. Get to bed early. I have something called seven hard, right? Everybody talks about like 75 hours. How about just seven hard? Could somebody do seven hard days of taking a cold shower, waking up early, going to bed? Like, can't do seven hard days. I don't know. Go work at Disneyland. I, I don't know what to tell you. If you go back in time, isn't it interesting? I don't know. It's interesting to me. But this craze about, you know, hot and cold therapy. Your mom's been talking about it for, you know, decades. We've been talking about it for a long time. But all of a sudden, you know, we work, we go to this large health club and the cold plunge, you can't even get in it. I mean, there's five people waiting and it's really a one to two person cold plunge. What do you think it's just social media? This thing's exploded like this. I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent social media. Again, uh, go check it's out. It's so good, but now go everybody's doing it. The waterfall monks in Japan have been doing it for 800 years. I mean, this is right. like, go, go up to <laughs> Finland. This is very right. normal, basic stuff. It's like, oh my God, uh, we drink water now. We've been drinking water forever. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, you kind of have to laugh like growing up with your mom and all of a sudden yeah. you hear all these things that you've been hearing your whole life and all of a sudden people think of some revelation that, wow, what's going on? What are some of your greatest challenges you face today? I know with COVID, it was really challenging for your business. It was challenging for ours. But what are some of the greatest challenges you face today? Just getting back on our feet. I mean, we've made tremendous strides thanks to our team globally. We've somehow pulled it all together and gotten through the worst part of the pandemic, but we're still coming back to our original self 2019. And you know, my wife said to me last night, we we're going to bed, she said, tell me something good. I said, well, I'm alive. And so it's been, it's been you know, a rough three years, but, but this weekend I was at an array, a race, seven, seven, six, 7,000 people are running at it. They're, they're sweating, they're high-fiving, they're telling me they changed it. So, Look, we get to do an amazing thing here at this company. We get to change lives and hear about it and pat ourselves on the back for the great work we do. But it's hard. So, you know, I, I, listen, a lot of people are stuck selling cigarettes or handbags or shoes uh, or fancy women's shoes, whatever. You know what I mean? It, it could be worse. I get, I get, we get to change lives. So I can't complain. And, and, you know, one of the things I, I saw, you know, your mission is to get 1 billion people off the couch. Is that correct? 100 million people, but now I'd like to take it to a billion. We've done 10 million so far. I got 90 to go on the first. Yeah, that's what I, I saw originally, but then I heard you say something about 1 billion. I'm like, wow, this guy is just, I love it. I mean, well, I mean, we going. should, we should change right? a billion lives. There's over 7 billion on earth. We should be able to change a billion I mean, there should be a billion people willing to go get dirty for a day. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a day. If you go for a day, it probably will change your life. There's no doubt about it. Would you agree to that? One day. It sounds ridiculous, but it changes your life. It sounds ridiculous. It's, uh, it, you know, how could it be? How could it be that running around in the dirt, crawling under barbed wire with, you know, six, seven, eight thousand? 
How could it change your life? Come out and do it. Doesn't change your life. I'll give you your money back. Well, one of the things you were saying earlier when I was listening to one of your podcasts, I heard you say some of these things like the relationship and bonding, but I, I, I had an incident where I was stuck in the Grand Canyon for 38 hours with two older gentlemen. And at the end of this, we thought, I'm, I really, really did believe maybe one of them could die. And when we got out of it, they both said it was the most exhilarating, the highlight of their entire life. And I thought to myself, you guys almost died. And they really looked back and they, and every time one of them just passed away at 96 and the other one is still living. He's, I think, 80, 87 or 88 now. But every time I would see these guys, they would all say the same thing. It was like this bond we had. We were stuck in the Grand Canyon, four of us for 38 hours. And they all said the same thing it was the greatest thing ever. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying is like sometimes when we do the hardest stuff, that's what changes us the most. And we look back and we don't like it at the time, but getting dirty is, is incredible and how that hits you long-term. I got a couple more questions for you and I'll let you go here. Um, what do you want your legacy to look like? You know, the ancient Spartans would say, don't worry about legacy, focus on doing a great job in the here and now. So all I wanna do is a great job. I wanna measure my success. I wanna measure our success every month with how many lives we change, period, end of story. I, I don't really care about anything else. And is there anything more you'd like to learn more of? Is there any specific thing you're kind of interesting dabbling in right now that's really you're curious about learning more about? I'm, I'm always curious about the mind and body and, and how, but not in a biohacking way. I just, I like to learn why, why, why does the cold shower work? right? Why does carrying the heavy thing work? Why, why I was just laying on, a, on a, a bed that somebody brought in here today and they had a, it was a whole like contraption with all these, uh, you know, like almost like pressure point. And it was, it was awesome. And so then my mind goes towards why does that work? And then how can we recreate that outside in, in a mm -hmm. natural environment? No, I love that a lot. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we, we let you go? If you're out there and you haven't done a Spartan or a Tough Mudder or one of our events, trail, whatever it may be, email our wonderful host here. Ask him for a free entry and it's on us for a period of time because if you're going to waffle and sit around and contemplate it, uh, you're not for us. Take the shot, fire ready aim, and, and I'll get you out there on a course, and I promise you it will change your life. And just for the listeners, uh, again, we'll, we'll put this up in the, in the notes, but if you just, what, what's the greatest way to get a hold of you guys? I know you have the Spartan Up podcast, which is incredible. If you haven't listened to it, everybody, Spartan Up podcast. Just shoot me an email, joe at spartan.com. Joe at spartan.com. Joe at spartan.com. Super easy. Nobody does that. I do it. Send me an email. I'll respond to it. And you do. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, so thanks for taking the time. I, I hope our listeners, I know they're going to get some great stuff out of this. I have. I've been watching you for a while and um, you inspire so many different people and um, you're a true uh, a leader in this space. And again, thanks for taking the time today. And take that fish oil and drink those chlorophyll pills. I like them. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. See you, All right, see you guys.